CareerPod, brought to you by Transition Solutions. My name is Kevin Fandel, and I'll be your host for today's episode. Today, we're joined by Ms. Santina Janino. She's had an interesting career. She started in one field, and at a certain point in her career, she made a transition to a very different field. And we'll talk about how she came to that decision and the circumstances around that. But she's had the the second chapter of her career has been in a field called staging and related to interior design. And that will be the focus of our conversation today. So, Santina, welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Good. Um, so as I mentioned a minute ago, why don't we just talk a little bit about what were you doing initially? Um, how did you get into that field? And what led to your decision to change fields and really pursue something that was much more in line with your 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 inner skills and passion? Well, for a very, very long time, I had um, a career in IT and marketing, working for Stop and Shop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then about three years ago, I had the opportunity to take a severance package, yep. which I did because uh, for years I had been planning that by the time my daughter was 13 years old, I really wanted to start a business wow. because I wanted to have more flexibility in not working eight to six any longer. Yep. Um, yep. So when that happened, it, it actually was amazing because it happened just a few months before she turned 13. Hmm. So hmm. It, it was just perfect. So it was yep. easy to convince my husband to move forward with that. <laughs> I see. Good. Okay. So it was quite, it was, uh, it was a number of years, though, in IT and marketing. So it sounds like this was more business conditions changed, organizations resized. So it wasn't where you, on your own, had to break away, in a sense, but it was circumstances around you kind of helped you launch the new direction. Absolutely. Um, it actually took probably about 10 years for me to start thinking about, oh, maybe you know I'm going to start something else because yeah. um, there was four or five different reorgs that I lived through. I see. And okay. a lot of people lost their jobs. I didn't lose my job, but at the same time from IT, I moved around. I kind of almost became like a consultant mm. for the company. Mm. So mm. I did a couple of years in marketing, a couple of years in PMO, a mm. um, couple of years working on an Oracle project. Wow. And then finally there was this one last big reorg yep. where they offered me a position. And if I took that position... Uh, there was going to be a, a downgrade, which mm. is what happens every time. Right. That That's is, right. you know, yep. But that wasn't even really like the real big thing. Mm. It was just that um, I had accumulated some severances, and so that was like my opportunity. Right. So right. it was like, this is my time. So, yep. so the severance package, whatever it was, was a good um, launch pad for you to go Absolutely, in this because, it, because it, the money was in hand, or whether it was every pay period in, or it was a lump sum, it was still, because um, it's an important consideration, people often wrestle with, you know, I really don't like, and it wasn't even the case where you didn't like what you were doing, but what you were doing and the company you were doing it in wasn't able to support that a lot exactly. of that anymore. But people really struggle with, I would really rather do X, but I got to pay the rent. Exactly. And and the severance and these kinds of organizational changes and severance opportunities help people address that basic need. That's one one part of it. But the other part is that if you're really thinking about, you know, eventually starting a business, you really have to be planning. Ah, (laughs) There's a lot of planning that goes along with that. You know, like, you know, your 401k, just maximize everything, you know. 
Don't live above your, your means. means. That's right. Good. But that's very wise. That's, that's, right. that's really smart to be process. thinking of it. That's exactly. Right. It's a long process. Because otherwise, you, you're probably not going to be successful because if you can't pay your bills, right. you can't work, right? right? Everything so fall. then you have to give up and just go back to what you yeah. used to do. Yeah. So, so you had a chance, um, an opportunity to chart a new course. Uh, so when I took my severance package, I knew yeah. that I wanted to start a business, but I didn't know what. Ah, okay. So um, it actually took me about three months before I came up with the idea of staging. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't rushing through it either. So, you know, I had thought about opening up a coffee shop, a mm -hmm. breakfast and lunch place. But I knew that they were too risky. Plus, it's not my forte, really. Oh, okay. But I have friends that wanted to do it with me. So we were looking at that. Um, then I had the idea of opening um, furniture consignment, which I really liked. So mm -hmm. I looked into that. And then... Um, but it was hard to find the right building, you know. So yep. then I thought about flipping homes. And mm -hmm. I contacted a friend of mine to do that. And that's how the whole idea of staging came about. So I had never I really see. thought about staging until I started looking at flipping houses. I see. And the, the a large part of the work in flipping houses is actually construction, renovation. Renovation, you know, as opposed exactly. to As opposed to decorating quote-unquote um, decorating will come at the end exactly, so you have to yeah, do all the yeah, construction and yeah. you know and, and i think you have to know that that's a lot more to know about where i or decorating and staging is more just tapping into someone's design abilities or their aesthetic sense their sense of proportion and colors is that true or, or it's true yeah. so i always had a passion for fashion and design okay um yeah. in fact when my little daughter when my daughter was little <laughs> yeah. instead of watching cartoons we used to watch hgtv for years <laughs> i mean you know and she liked it and i would take her to open houses so i oh. always had an interest yeah. just that i never thought about starting a business mm -hmm. in that industry mm -hmm. it just didn't occur to me hmm. but I like doing it for myself. I like doing it for friends. Yep. But once we started talking about flipping homes, which is part of the process, too, mm -hmm. and talking about the stage, and I was like, well, that really fits me. Like, right. that's my passion. That's where I can really do well. Right. Much less of a learning curve and all uh, the absolutely. codes and zoning considerations exactly. and contractor negotiate. Right. Right. Exactly. Nice. What did you have to do? We talked earlier before we started taping about training and certifications and licenses, both in staging and in interior interior design. So give our listeners a sense of how those two worlds are separate and how they are linked together. What what are the interior design and staging, and what kinds of certifications and licenses are either, you know, legally required or just they're required just to establish your professional credibility? Mm -hmm. so. so there is no law that says that you have to be in a credit stager. I okay. think that there's people that do staging just because they have a passion for it and because they know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm a really uh, strong believer of education. I, so, you know, when, as soon as I came up with the idea, the first thing that I did is to start looking for a training facility. And I also wanted to do something that was hands-on versus online because mm. I really wanted to learn as much as possible because I do want to have that credibility. If you have to get in front of people, I can't just say, oh, just because I like to decorate, <laughs> you know, I can come in that's, and stage a home for sale. Right. I mean, you know, that's an, an investment that they make, and so you want to feel that, you know, you bring in the right um, 
um, talent, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So I did that. I found a school. In, a, in the north, in the northeast, around here. Yes, in, in the northeast. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's, it's actually a company that comes from Florida, but they come up every six months. Okay. So it was within a month. Then I was able to sign up, and I took the class. Um, then the next thing that I did for education wise was that I wanted to get my real estate license. Hmm. Not required. Hmm. Not needed. I have no intention of selling homes. Yeah. yeah. But I just thought that the more knowledge I have, the better off I'd be when I'm dealing with realtors and homeowners mm. about the properties. Nice. So yeah. within three months, I got a credit for staging, and then I got my real estate license. And while I was working on my real estate license, I obviously um, built a business plan. Mm-hmm. And... Um, very rough, you know, no, nothing, you know. That's all right. <laughs> but it was just more steps for me on what I am, you know, what I'm going to do, and, you know, to get where I want to go. Yeah. And uh, so one of the first things that I wanted to do was to build a website. Mm-hmm. And so I challenged myself to build that since I did have the IT background. Yeah. Uh, so that took a while to build that. And then I, uh, you know, designed my business cards, brochures. Um, most importantly, I created a list of all the realtors that I wanted to contact, mm. and I emailed them. I had postcards that I mailed out. Sometimes I even walked into different agencies and just introduced myself, you know, and give my business card. Yeah, yeah. Because I needed to get my first customer. <laughs> right, right. So, so you did things that were. Um, kind of internal and focused on you, the certifications, the training to, to kind of legitimize your your passion and interest and just your kind of life life skills acquired exposure to design and right. and those and then you did the the foundation of from your business experience, obviously your the marketing infrastructure, the websites, the business cards, all the other collateral. Okay. And then had a target potential client list, you the list of realtors. And I would think that having gotten the realtor's license, although the, tell me if I'm if I'm wrong, but there's a two step part to the realtor license. You can get a basic license, but then I've heard just anecdotally it's like a thousand hours of shadowing an agent for mm-hmm. you can legally sign okay. your name, complete a sale or sell a property or something. Is there a two step realtor license well, not, so, not really. There's no, only one step to become um, a realtor, to okay. sell. Okay. But uh, you do have, in order to sell, just because you have a, your license doesn't mean that you can actually go out and sell a property. So you have to work for a broker. Ah, that's what I was hearing. Yes. You have to work, okay. Yes, okay. you have to work for a broker. And you have to work like about a thousand hours before you can, you know, do your own thing. Okay. And if you want to do your own thing, then you have to get another license, which would be a broker's license. Okay, that's what I'm thinking yes. of then. Okay, yes. a, a realtor license is one thing, a broker license. Exactly. Okay. And tell me the kinds of things that you learned in the staging school. The staging school was really good because they gave you sort of like, well, first of all, you were with a lot of people that you know you share the same interests with. Mm-hmm. So it, that, that was really good. And the instructor was really good because they did a little bit of everything, you know, the business plan, they showed us what a portfolio looked like, talk about the jobs. And then one day we actually went to a home and we were challenged to stage it. Hmm. So it was an occupied property. So it really... It was unoccupied. Was the home empty? No. Ah, Okay. An occupied home because there is two oh, types oh, of staging. Oh, it, it was an occupied home. Yes, yeah, people, yes. Okay, okay. There are I two types of staging. There is 
vacant. Right. Where you come in and you bring all the furniture, the ad and the accessories. And then there's occupieds, um, which is, you know, people live there. Yeah, yeah. And it's a little bit harder because there's a lot of emotions <laughs> involved with, right, you know, right. walking in when people, you know, trust you to tell them that, you know, some of this furniture has to go out, sometimes mm. even has to go into storage. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you mix and match. So, you know, you select what needs to stay mm. and then bring in some, you know, coffee table, you know, small pieces of furniture, yep. definitely a lot of accessories and definitely art. Mm. And you really transform the home. Wow. And to this day, I mean, you always get very nervous because, like I said, there's a lot of emotions that are involved with it. And people just get very nervous about a stranger coming in and just, you know. Changing their their home, right? Changing their home. And they're going to live there while they're selling the home at the same time. Right. So, so far, it's always, always been a very, very positive um, feedback that I've gotten, which is just reinforces <laughs> the fact that you can continue doing it because mm. doing a vacant home is great because you it's just you know like um it, like a cam a, a canvas a blank canvas, a blank canvas yeah. right yep. you go yep. in and you do what you want and it always looks you know beautiful and inviting and mm. everybody's always happy so with a with, with a blank canvas, with an empty house, the people have moved, and it's, it's for sale, so it has a price tag, it's in a neighborhood, um, it's a certain design, it might be a cape, might be a colonial, contemporary, condo, multi, condo right. Um, so how, how do those factors, the price point of the house, the, the design of the house, the single family, the standalone versus condo, uh, do those things factor into staging? Absolutely. Um, so you have to take the style of the home or the condominium into consideration. So you can't just stage everything exactly the same. Um, so I have an extensive, extensive inventory of things. Hmm. Um, so to, to talk about the process. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we can talk about the process. So um, the way that the staging happens is that I usually get contacted by a realtor and sometimes a homeowner. And we talk on the phone. And then I always set up a walkthrough. So during the walkthrough, I take a lot of pictures. And you get to see what it is that you're going to be staging. And you're talking about an, an empty house or, or also do this when there are people living there? Up until here, the, same, the process is the same, okay, whether okay. it's empty or um, unoccupied. Okay, okay. Um, with the, so the walkthrough. Yeah. You do the walkthrough yeah. and just take a lot of pictures. Um, then I submit a, a proposal. And if we agree to move forward... Concentrate on the vacant first, and then we'll talk about oh, the occupant. Okay. So if we agree to move uh, forward, then um, the first thing that I will do is to schedule the movers, schedule my help, mm-hmm. and then I start working on the design, and you know determine if I need to go shopping and get anything more. Because even I have an extensive inventory, you always take the place into consideration, and there's always something that you want to yeah. get specific for that place. That's me, anyways. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> so okay. So shop, shop, shop. <laughs> the best part of the job. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah. Um, so, once, so if it, but if it's an occupied home, 
then what I will do, and mainly it happens during the walkthrough, we talk about what the changes mm. are going to be. Mm-hmm. And then you figure out how much change are they willing to accept and live with. Right. You know? right. And so we come to an agreement. And then the same thing happens once we come to an agreement. You know, most of the times, even, the, even for an occupier, the movers will be involved in some help. Mm-hmm. And then determine what it is that I need to make it look it's best. So the agreement um, obviously must be the, the price, the cost of the staging yes. effort. Um, do you also, in, in, an, um, in a home that's still being lived in, personal furniture is there, in, in the agreement do you specify that the, um, you know, the, the pink couch in the living room is going to go and I'm going to bring in a beige you know, sectional. I mean, do you, do you get to that level of detail in the... Sometimes. Okay. Sometimes okay. it can be more general. It all depends on how comfortable people are. Some uh, people yeah. need to know every single tiny detail. I what see. it is that you're going to do to my house. You know, yeah. What are you taking away? What, you know, what are you bringing in? Yeah. And, and in it, with an empty place where the people have moved and taken all their stuff with them and sold or given, you know, given away the stuff they weren't going to take, an empty house, it must be a much simpler, it's, it's, it's the price and maybe just a general description of we'll furnish these rooms, da-da-da-da-da, exactly. and it's, you know, whatever, $10,000. Right. Yeah, okay, right. okay. Interesting. And, and is, a lot of times, actually, really new construction, too. So it's not uh, just a home that people have moved away. But it's new construction. Oh, that's yeah, by yeah, a developer or something. Exactly. That, and then yeah, it's a oh, lot okay. of the work is from new construction. Ah, okay. So, um, yeah, all these you know, all the condo communities and apartment things mm-hmm. that are going up. You mm-hmm. would do the model Models, units. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, in, in that's an interesting side scenario. Do those developers often have their own interior design people? Do you have to negotiate that, no. or they they bring you in for for truly the start from scratch design input and then make it real exactly. I, uh, so you have a you have a um, an agreement a contract you settle on a price a general description of um, the things that you would bring into the into the house so and you said a minute ago you have quite an inventory and I was going to ask you that actually whether you own you know a small warehouse of furniture that you can draw from or you have relationships with furniture stores or consignment houses where you can rent furniture from them. So no. so you have an agreement to do uh, eight rooms in a 2,200-square-foot colonial on a regular kind of suburban street. What, what do you do next after they sign? Yep, that's right. That's the price. That's a general description of what we would like. What did then you have to do to make it real? So uh, like I mentioned, then I make sure that, you know, I – as I'm designing the concept, I make sure that I have everything that I need mm. in my inventory or go out and buy, you know, what, what, whatever it's missing. And then um, a few days before the staging, I go to my warehouse and I select the furniture, the accessories, and then the art. And that takes quite a few hours because, mm. you know, you have to do every single room. Mm-hmm. So and, that's, that you own you own that furniture. I own all that furniture, and you, and you rent the warehouse space. Yes, I do. I see. Okay. Yeah. Good. Keep going. Sorry. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a big. It's a big. You've invested, and that's a real asset to the business. It is. You know, that's people talk about. 
barriers of entry or what's easy to st- what kind of business are easy to start, what kind of businesses are hard to start. Um, you've built that up, and it hasn't been all that many years. Three years. Three years, and you've built up an inventory already. So good for you. Good. Uh, yeah. good. So you start with one, you know, the first job that you get, you get all the furniture, all the accessories, and all the art for that one place. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get the next job and then you, you know, so it's, yeah. it's a process, you yeah. know, you don't just buy everything at once. Right. Um, but at this point, like I have enough furniture to do like about a dozen wow. homes hmm. at once. Okay, nice. Okay, so you go, you, you, so, yeah. you scope out what the, what the agreement was, you have a sense of the style and the requirements of the place. You go to your warehouse, you pick out, you said, the furniture, accessories, and then art. Interesting yeah. way to think about it and, right. and layer Pack it. Pack everything up. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then on the day of the staging, I usually get to the warehouse about an hour and a half before the movers get there. Mm-hmm. I have my list of everything that I'm going to bring with me, so I'll go over that list again, make sure I didn't forget anything. Yep. And then I start moving things out into the hallway because it just saves time for when the movers get there. So when the movers get there, then we load the truck. Mm-hmm. We drive to the destination, and then we unload the truck, bring everything in. And then once they're gone, that's when my magic begins. Yeah, yeah. And uh, depending on the size of the house and the condominium, it takes me between four to eight hours to stage it. Wow. Okay. So you have a relationship with two or three moving companies for actually i only have one you really is okay yeah well i I started out that way you know just you know testing out yeah and i have this one company that i you know they they accommodate me all the time so i can rely on them you know and then after that uh the photographer will come in and take the pictures and then you know they create the listing on mls wow then once the house and and that photographer is working for the realtor working for the realtor okay yeah yeah But I have access to the pictures, and I will, you know, post the pictures. Because right. in addition to the website, I also create accounts on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Google Plus, uh, House, wow. LinkedIn, and I have to maintain them all too. <laughs> and how many people are in your IT department? <laughs> <laughs> Me, myself, and I. <laughs> oh, three then. All right. Well, okay. There you go. There you go. Um, so oh, yeah. in, once the property sells, because mm. we're not done yet, mm. once right. the property sells, then we have to go back with the movers again, mo- pack everything again, move everything out, bring it back to the warehouse. And then once they're gone, I probably usually go back the next day and just unpack everything and just put it all away. I see. So it's a very long process. So one of the things that people don't realize when they look at pictures of a stage property or just when they walk in, how much work physical work hard you know hard work physical, physical hard work, work. Yeah. yes yes i think that's a great point because you know most of us only know it through tv and so we you know flip, so or, flip or flop TV. right and all you see for staging you know, i mean they give like two seconds to people actually they're bringing it in you know but all you see is um I forget their names now, but the, the you know the, the the man and woman come in yeah. at the end before the open house, Christina, and and, yeah. and they puff up a pillow, a pillow on a couch, and that okay, I I did the staging, you know, so, oh, exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot yeah. of work yeah. in the logistics, as you can tell. I mean, it's you know, right, quite a bit. So when you come to the agreement part, um, if the house is on the market for 
three days and you come back in three days and or sometime shortly after and you begin to pack it up if, if the house is on the market for three months um, how, how do you write the agreement that or do you is there any way to um, compensate you for having that part of your inventory tied Absolutely. up okay so tell me about that so as part of the agreement um, the original fee that it's charged for the staging it's for the first 30 days and then after the 30 days, then there is an inventory rental charge, nice. which is minimum. Okay. But okay. because the inventory is tied up, yeah. you can't use it. Right. And this is how you end up with so much stuff. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's why you need so much because <laughs> you can be... You, you can can't rely whole. on have No matter how much you have, you can't really rely on having everything on hand right. whenever not, you need it. Because yeah. a lot of the furniture and accessory and all the art, they're always tied up. Because mm. I always have between seven and eight properties that are staged. Mm. You just kind of mm. have to sometimes remember where's this, where's, you know, it's kind of hard yeah. until you look at the pictures because you have yeah. so much stuff. Yeah, and it sounds like you have a little bit of a system in the warehouse for what goes where and the way. Oh, absolutely. Keep, you have keep, to. How to keep track of, you know, where is that coffee table that absolutely. matches the other one, all that. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Otherwise, it's, it's just crazy because you have so much stuff. It's like a store. You forget what you really have, you know. Right. So you literally have to go and look for things, but it's all organized. Yeah. Um, t- tell me about some of the, um, you know, the ebb and flow of the year and, and the range of types of properties that you've worked with. Um, so I think because of the market right now, there is not a real, like, busier time than other times because I was really surprised that the summer was like extremely, extremely busy. Hmm. And usually, you know, things kind of slow down a little bit during the summer. Um, but the market is so hot and, you know, it's just ongoing. Yeah. Um, just but the, there are still ups and downs. So it's another thing about this job is that, you know, you're not, well, first of all, every day is different. Every yeah. hour is different. You're not never doing the same thing, you know. Yeah. Um, so you have to wear a lot of hats um, when you're doing this, as you can see. Um, but there are times when, you know, things do slow down a little bit. So, and, and that's the other thing. You have to mentally be able to be prepared that, you know, you're going to have bursts of mm. times where you're so busy that, you know, that you need people. Right. And then things will slow down for a week or maybe two weeks, you know, and you can't get paranoid and, or, you know, think you're going out of business right. because it will pick up again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you go, you go probably go back and, you know, add, update the, the, the websites and update the, you know, the other right. marketing. Which things. I usually do at nighttime. <laughs> oh, okay. But it does give yeah. me, yeah, whenever you have a little bit of that time, you know, you can, you know, organize things at the warehouse, you yeah. know, yeah. update all the other, you know. Um, the, col- the, mar- the collateral material. The co- yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, nice. There is, there is plenty of work. I mean, you have to invoice customers. It's true. It, it, there is, the work never, never, never stops. Yeah. I mean, Receiva- I have a receivables, yeah. yeah. that I maintain, you know, print pictures, put them in, you know. There is a ton of things to do. Yeah. Yep. That's what happens when you own your own business. <laughs> right. That's right. In the first, I don't know, the first year or so, um, what was what was surprising? What were one or two of the, oh, I didn't realize I had to think about that, or I didn't realize this could... Was there any kind of speed bump, bump in the road, or surprise that that kind of caught you off guard in the first year or so of, of, of the business? 
Yeah, I think I mentioned it before. Um, I really didn't realize that, you know, the logistics were going to be so complex. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. That was one thing. The other thing was the intense physical work. You know, uh, okay. I went from a desk job yeah. <laughs> to, that's, that's, you know, yeah. I'm moving and, you know, like packing, I'm packing, carrying things. And I'm, yeah. my back seats in my car, they're always down. You know, it's, wow. yeah. <laughs> there's always yeah. something in my back seat, you know, that I'm carrying to or from. Um, do, you ever, do you ever get helpers? I do get helpers. Okay. Um, I, I was stepping for a real long time and doing it all myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the last couple of three months, I have been getting helpers. Good. Because I realized that it's really too much. Yeah. Is that just <laughs> the physical word, part that, of it? Is that word of mouth, or do you go on Craigslist? You know. Oh no no no! I thing. have I have friends that will come and help me, and okay. I have other stages. I um, one of the nice things about this industry too is that I really embrace the whole industry. So I joined um, a stages chapter oh. here in Boston. So I have a lot of support, you know, and I made new friends. We're all in the same industry. We exchange ideas. And if I need help, you know, it just takes a phone call. If they're not working, you know, they'll come and help. Nice. So I do have the resources. Good. It's just that I like to do things by myself, mostly. (laughs) (laughs) You're one of these people that if you want it done right, right? Well, I'm used to it. I've been doing it for, you know, probably two years by myself. So, but I'm... I'm getting adjusted. <laughs> good, Because I don't want to hurt myself. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, seriously, it's, it is way different coming from a desk job to a, to a physical job. It really is. Um, so what's been most rewarding about it three years in? We, we talked a little bit about what were some of the surprises or the challenges mm-hmm. of the physical part especially. What, what have you most enjoyed? Well, I have to say what I enjoyed the most is the flexibility mm-hmm. because um, just being around, you know, for my daughter to be able to drop her off in the morning, pick her up, it, yeah. it, it's just, you know, having if you work a lot, a lot of hours, but at the same time, you can create your own schedule. Mm. You're not, you know, tied down to a tight eight to six o'clock, which was, you know, that mm-hmm. was my working time and just having the weekends. But the other thing, though, too, is just the joy to see people, you know, sell the homes or the property so quickly mm-hmm. and for more money. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, a lot of times they write me a review, which really makes me feel good. You know, it's like, I guess I'm doing the right thing. You know, yeah. just just having the people, just, just the happiness that comes with that. You know, it's all like, it's all good. Nice. It's all good. There's yeah. no negative. I, I would think it would be very rewarding that um, if someone's going through an apartment or a condo and you've staged it as a model um people might say well that's that's the perfect couch for right there this is like this is done they they might even ask the developer uh you know is it included or where they get you know that and that's very complimentary too it it is yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. sometimes um you know they want to buy things um, but a lot of times they just end up taking pictures mm. of what's there and they just go out and get their own stuff. Yeah. But that's the whole thing about staging is that studies have shown that a lot of people don't have vision. So if somebody walks into a property that it's vacant, mm-hmm. they just don't know what to do with it, especially today with all the open spaces, which is so beautiful. Yeah, but at the true. same time, it's very challenging. They right. don't know what to do. Right. So by mm. seeing it, 
and by showing the full potential, that's what the staging does. It just shows the full potential of the space. The space, that's right. That's so right. They, yeah. then they feel like, oh, I can just move in. I'm right. ready to move in. <laughs> right. And that's what happened. They fall in love with it. That, uh, that's a great point where the, just the, you know, the action or the effort of staging a space takes it from kind of overwhelming and like, what, what, what does this space mean? You know, I mean, I can't even picture living here because it's exactly. just a big empty box to a lifestyle. It's, it suggests a lifestyle, contemporary, traditional uh, you know, designed for big gatherings, designed for privacy, whatever it is. But you can literally suggest a lifestyle in that space. Exactly. And, nice. and that's the whole, the goal hmm. is to make them feel when they walk through the threshold, oh, I can live here. Nice. This is me. Even yeah. when they look at the pictures, this is why they go and look at it. Because looking at empty rooms, right. you can't tell what's the bedroom, what's the second bedroom. You know, you can't. Not they're just all. walls right. and floors. And to that point, I think seeing a well-staged place in a photo brings them there. They're, they're going to go and they're going to go to look at that property versus not even go to look at the property that might be comparable price, same zip code, you know, same same yeah. relative setting, but it's it's sterile, it's empty. Yeah, right. it's empty. Right. I had an instance once in one complex it just made me think of it this was almost two years ago now there was two condominiums that were for sale the first floor the ground floor and the second floor and the people on the ground floor had me stage it they sold it for ten thousand dollars more than the other one and the people chose the ground level just because it was staged and they couldn't see that the other one was exactly the same yeah yeah and she even wrote it on my review it's just like amazing <laughs> yeah. it, it's just because people make decisions on emotions and right. no logic in in and in they this get part, involved in, in real estate matters in yes. design and decoration matters in in um yeah in where you're going to live very emotional decisions yeah. right, right she was shocked so wow. was i <laughs> wow they were wow. willing to pay that because it was staged yeah and they felt comfortable in that place and not the other one yep Nice. One last, one last topic or question. In going into this field, what do you think the skills and kind of the personal characteristics? How, you know, what would make someone successful going into this line of work in terms of the skills they would need to develop or just have already, and their, how they're wired, their personal characteristics? So I would say that you have to be very passionate about what you're doing. So you have to really like what you, you know. The, the design portion of it. Um, everything else you can learn, but if you don't have that passion, because you're dealing with people all the time, you're dealing with people over the phone, and then you're dealing with people face to face. Right. Um, and people can tell if you're not, if you don't get them excited about what you're going to do, they're not going to be willing to make an investment because it is an investment for them. Mm -hmm. You know, the ROI is incredible what they get back. But they have to first convince themselves to make that investment. So you have to make them feel like this place is going to look beautiful and it's going to be so inviting that people are going to fall in love with it. Yep. So you have to have those skills. The other thing is that you have to really be persistent mm. because especially when you're starting out, I mean, nobody's going to be knocking on your door yeah, giving you, you business. You must have canvassed a number of the real, uh, many realtors in the in the area. You know, hundreds brain, and brain hundreds. Tree, right? Yeah, brain tree, brain yeah. Tree, yeah. yeah. And you know, in the travel, I travel. You know, within 
I don't know, the whole greater Boston, I, there hasn't been any project that I've really turned down because of the distance. Mm. So, you know, Good. so you have to be very flexible. You have to be persistent and you have to be passionate. Nice, nice. Well, this has been great, Santina. I really appreciate your time. It's a look into a world that, um, that you know very well, but the staging um, is a really interesting niche that ties all those together. And, and in, as I learned more about it today, may well be the thing that makes the difference in a successful real estate transaction. Absolutely. Yeah. Great. Thank you again. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Me too. Take care. Thank you.